It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Everybody loves a good curse. Last year I talked about the little bastard curse, you know, James Dean's car. But anyway, we're moving on. We got a new curse this year. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to give you the stank eye, the evil eye curse. The evil eye is one of the world's oldest superstitions, with many examples dating back to the time of the ancient Egyptians. It's also one of the most unusual curses, for it can be cast only by those who themselves possess the evil eye and... Remarkably, it is usually cast completely unintentionally. So this isn't something you, you know, put on your ex. <laughs> it's not something you put on the ex because he took the dog, you know what I mean? The evil eye is able to place a curse on almost anything from children and livestock to crops and property. This curse seems to have resonance with a large sector of humanity as it is well known, not just here, but all over the world, the Scottish term for it is Drokshul. The Italian version is Malocchio. And the Arabic version is Yachimasha. And the Hebrew is Ayanora. Belief in its power is almost concentrated around the Mediterranean and Aegean seas, but extends into Northern Europe, North Africa, as well as the Middle East. Those who possess the evil eye cannot simply acquire it. Rather, they have to be worn and born, so to speak, with it. Moreover, they may not have any malicious intent towards the object of the curse, but they can just be unlucky enough to spread misfortune with a simple glance. Such a person was Pope Pius IX, who was said to possess the evil eye as catastrophe seemed to follow him wherever he went. Generally, however, the evil eyes possessed by women, and more specifically in Mediterranean countries, women with blue eyes. Those women, unfortunate enough to fall into this category, may be treated with fear and suspicion, or even as a witch in some societies, particularly if any form of misfortune befalls a community. In many cultures, belief in the evil eye revolves around the perceived sin of envy, with the offending look depicted as being envious in its intent, although often accompanied by praise. Children brought up in such societies will be taught not to cover their neighbor's possession or envy their successes for fear of the evil eye. The malevolent powers of the curse are believed to act upon those who possess the evil eye just as upon those on whom the curse is cast. The evil eye seems to have more powerful in matters connected with fertility. The evil eye seems to have been most powerful in matters connected to fertility, no doubt due to the fact that the lives of our ancestors were dominated by the fertility of the land. Thus, likely, results of such a curse might be the illness of an infant, infertility, a failed crop, or diseased livestock. In an effort to counter such malevolence, therefore, fertility charms are commonly been worn. These charms, usually made out of horn or shell, were often representative of sexual organs. These were not available. Various hand gestures could be made instead for the purpose of protection. Some of these gestures stay with us, although for most they have lost their ancient cultural connotations. For example, the middle finger, which, you know, my wife gives me all the time, is extended from the clenched fist representing a penis, while the sign of the bull's head is a representation of the womb and fallopian tubes. Even today, in the Mediterranean region, amulets and talismans are worn by many. The most common of these is a simple blue representation of the eye to return the stare to anyone who, say, 
or may issue the curse. Similarly, the eyes painted on the brows of fishing boats are intended to return the stare of the evil eye. Further cast, further east in India, small mirrors and shiny surfaces are used to reflect the power of the evil eye back to whence it came. Strings of mirrors may be hung over or across doorways to protect the households within and, you know, animals and vehicles are often adorned with these as well. Other attempts to neutralize the curse involve soiling whatever was just been praised or stared at. For example, in some cultures, it may be necessary to spit on one child. Oh, God! If it is thought that this has been cursed. Good God. Nothing like cursing someone to give them COVID, I suppose. In other cultures, boys may be dressed as girls to prevent the envious evil eye being cast over highly prized sons. Oh, boy. In 2022... You might have a whole new pocket of admirers if you do that. <laughs> and just watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyway, many particular, many, 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 particularly those in modern Western society are skeptical of the existence of the evil eye, dismissing it as unscientific, you know, like pretty much everything fun in the world. Yet it is true to say that many people speak of picking up bad vibes from another person and would confess to feeling uncomfortable when confronted with a display of envy or jealousy. Perhaps it is possible for these emotions to manifest themselves in a physical way. The power of the curse depending in effect on the belief placed in it. Whatever the explanation, whether the curse is due to nothing more than the power of superstition or whether the evil eye really does have malevolent powers, there are certainly large numbers of people all over the world today who would not take kindly to being the object of the evil eye. You know... I've given people the stink eye, especially when they cut me off in traffic. <laughs> oh, I'm having too much fun with this. You guys know that. Anyway, I hope you guys come back. We're getting really close to Halloween, man. We're getting really, really close. We got to start talking about some people who croak tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll, uh, I think we'll uh, do our own stunts. Sound like a plan? <laughs> See you then. Take care.